What up, everybody? It's Nate with Street Wave, and welcome to season four. Um, it's crazy that I'm still at Blip, still on 30th and Truths, and this is the 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 fortress, the place where I always record. Today, I'm with a very dear friend of mine, Grayson. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on? Hey, man. Um, I remember first meeting you. We worked together yeah. at the Nerman. Um, I met you. You were going to go on tour last year, yeah. but it ended up being like a short trip. And then you came back and we were able to get you in. And we had to fill out each other at the beginning just to see how we would work, which was cool. Yeah. Coffee, coffee's kind of our connection. And not just that, but as well as music. So I definitely want to dive into those different categories. I mean, there's many more um, for sure. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, where you grew up, a little bit of backstory about yourself. Um, then we'll get going. Word. Yeah, uh, I grew up in Kansas City. Um, I've been around time now uh but i've also been kind of all over the place i've uh lived on both coasts in the past couple years doing music stuff uh and also working with a couple different event organizations in california um i've been booking shows for the past four or five years here in town um and running a label called ivy league diy as well as playing in a band called garden club um and managing about five other bands um, on top of that yeah uh, I think it's it's insane because you're 22 22, yeah. 22 and you have such um, uh, a schedule in front of yourself for just bands for your band for the venue which is your house yeah. which is insane um, I, I want to go into that a little bit so how did um how did this it's called Parker house right yeah tell tell yeah, tell us a little bit, Parker 1 even. Yeah. Let's start a little bit back and let's go until right now. So, Yeah, so I was 16. Um, I was booking pretty much anywhere I could. Uh, I, my first show was in my buddy's dad's warehouse. Um, and I just had to help out a few touring buddies and I, I was able to. It was awesome. Um, and then from there on out, I, I booked at Cafe Main uh, down south in Grandview. They're not there anymore. But um, in a couple other spots. Uh and then I was, I was, it was the day after my 19th birthday. I was moving back from California um, and <laughs> didn't have a place to go. I was making the drive. I was sitting in the Las, a Las Vegas airport waiting for my friend. Sorry about that, everyone. There's blue angels literally flying around the city right now. Anyway, where were we? I was in the Las Vegas airport waiting for my friend, looking on Facebook for a place to live because I was moving back in two days, or I was on my way back, supposed to be back in two days. And I saw this dude who I had met at a show one time named Lance posted that he had a room available. Uh, so I messaged him right away and was like, hey, dude, I really need a spot. Can I move in two days? I've got cash for you. Uh, he was super easy to work with, uh, and I, I moved in. Um, I saw a lot of potential in the space. It was like a family-style house that just a bunch of guys were living in. Um, and so I was able to, to book shows in the basement there for a couple of years uh, until things really ramped up. I was able to, to make it an actual space. Um, and, yeah, we had bands coming through there for almost four years. Wow. Um, 
just in this neighborhood in Grandview, Missouri. <laughs> um, it's crazy because, like, why well, I think, like, Kansas City, but not Grandview. And yeah. then people would be like, what's Grandview? Uh, it's, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, about, like, 15, 20 minutes south of, south, south yeah, of the city. Yeah. Uh, just this, this small <laughs> city suburb. Um, and we were, yeah, able to just throw shows. Um, or at least ran up in there in January. We had a brief stint of homelessness. And, uh, yeah, then we're able to sign a lease on this new place over on 40th and Prospect. It's called Parker 2. Um, bands have been reaching out more than ever. We have, we had four shows last week. Um, we, we normally have six or seven a month. Um, and it's awesome. What we, we, we try and keep accessibility of music at the forefront. Um, music and music community is something that changed my life when I was a kid and uh, something that I want to be able to offer freely to people. Uh, obviously, we need five, seven bucks just to keep the touring bands on the road, but if you don't have it, come anyway. This is all about uh, not only making friends and, uh, and making music with our friends, but also um, experiencing each other in a way that we would never be able to do without art. Um, I've made all my best friends through Parker and, and through touring and through the music community. Um, and I'm, I, I, it's a huge privilege and super special that I'm able to, to host part of that in KC. Yeah, and it's cool to, to feel and see the vibe and the happiness that you bring to the table when you talk about yeah. what you're doing. Um, it's not like, oh, fuck, I'm this and that. It's like, man, we got a show tomorrow, the next day, and you just, it's booking on booking on booking, and it's insane. I, I have yet to be at a show, which I hope to be on the 7th, yeah. which will be dope. Um, which this will come out the week after, so Word. that's all. Good. Um, so let's talk a little bit about your band, okay. Garden State, Garden Club. Garden Club. Yeah. Garden State was a great movie. It was a great movie <laughs> and a great soundtrack. Who did the soundtrack to that again? So many bands. So many bands. So many great emo bands. <laughs> Truly. Um, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about your band. Yeah, I'm in a band called Garden Club. Uh, we call ourselves uh, Grandview, Missouri, Talk and Roll. Um, it was a solo project for years and years before it was a band um, that I was able to tour with. It's just a lot easier to tour as one person than it is with five people, especially when you're doing it kind of around the clock like I was for a second. Um, and so it's a, it started as a spoken word project, uh, moved more into the listener to me without you, uh, just rock and roll. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we it's a pretty focused project. We talk a lot about... Um, finding out what we believe, uh, whether that be God, whether that be something bigger than us, whether it not be, um, that's not only something that <laughs> I've struggled with, uh, a lot for the past couple years, but also something that I know is hugely prevalent in the music community. A lot of people are really bitter for really, really good reasons, uh, including myself. I don't really fuck with God. <laughs> um, but being open to something being bigger than us is a uh, is hugely important to staying grounded at all yeah. um and and finding any sort of progress um progress is not completely linear a lot of times it's a it, it's it's put on a scale that we really we, we can't grasp and so it's hard to do anything and we feel stuck forever yeah. um and so i think juggling topics uh about what we believe and how can we believe more how can we believe in something bigger than us how can we pursue something bigger than us with our fucking friends um i think i think that's hugely important at least for me to talk about right now 
and, and so that's what we're doing with Garden Club. Well, and I, and I feel like uh, religion, yeah. belief, um, at times have driven or like put lines in the sand or in the ground between relationships, between business partners, between businesses, you know, yeah. and their employees. And I think it's caused chaos and a very muddled state of fuck this. I want to do what's well, what I feel like doing. So it's really cool to hear that, like, you put things aside and try to connect on the group and what we all believe, what they all believe in. You yeah. know what I mean? Instead of, like, well, here's what I believe in, and this is just it. You know what I'm saying? A huge niche of Garden Club. Uh, it's kind of a running joke, but honestly something that I, I want to hold through is during the set, uh, I tell everyone in the room, we're all the fucking Garden Club. Uh because I, I truly believe that. I think that all we all we have to offer is whatever we're gonna make, and if we can't make shit with our fucking friends, then then what are we gonna do? Like yeah, we uh, only have our stories to offer, um, and our specific skill sets. And uh, a lot of times, it's it's really hard to find places to plug those in. Um, and if I if I can help you find a place to plug that in, if something I'm I'm gonna say. Uh, brings a little bit more context to something that you want to do, then then I've done my job. Like, this is this is so special. It's a privilege that we get to hang out with people, create shit with people, and uh, yeah, that's just that's so important. Yeah, uh, the vibes insane, man. Yeah. I really appreciate you opening up like that. Uh, I want to move into um, the DIY project, the DIY of what's going on in the basement of your house. Yeah. So, who influenced you to start this? Um, a lot of my friends. <laughs> I uh, kind of got involved with music by accident. Um, There's a few bands coming through town that I really looked up to, and they, they weren't coming through town. They were passing through Kansas City with an off date. And I'm like, I could probably do something like that. Um, so after that first show at the warehouse, I went with uh, Luke Dean from Vagabonds, Chris Bernstorff, and uh, Andrew L. Heapen from a band called Kept on Hold. And I was like, that was the first time I had experienced DIY on any sort of level. And I was like, guys, what is this? Like, you're in your mom's minivan. Like, how are you on tour? Like, this shit doesn't make sense. And I, uh, they were able to just pour into me. They'd been touring for years at that point. Luke was fucking 17. And I, it was one of his first tours. But the other people had been doing this shit forever and they're like look like we're not making money like you just gave me like 45 bucks and that's what we made yesterday between all three of us like uh we're able to do this because like we can live very cheaply and uh we can do it for free <laughs> essentially we can just go on vacation and it's the gas is paid for and so um i got plugged in with uh their sort of touring circuit uh revolves around a couple festivals every year I uh, was able to go to those festivals, meet a lot more friends, um, start touring to and from those festivals, uh, and, and and truly meet a, a beautiful community of people that uh, believe in DIY, believe in, in making things with their friends, believe in all of that stuff uh, all at once. I was kind of just thrown into it. Um, I, I kind of threw myself into it. I dropped out of high school <laughs> um, about two months after that show uh to 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 do that stuff and uh so i kind of i it, it all came to me at once um not it all came to me not like i had an epiphany but I, I i just jumped in all at once um 
and through touring and through just doing more favors for more friends, meeting a lot more bands, booking a lot more bands at our house, uh, I've been able to meet truly the most beautiful people that are doing the most genuine things and you know because you're giving them 50, 55, 60, 65 dollars at the end of the night and they're thankful as fuck. Uh, and, and, and truly I think the DIY music community uh, in Kansas City and outside of Kansas City, uh, especially in the Midwest, uh, a lot of us are each other's heroes. Uh, I'm able to look up to friends like Lance Rutledge, who I live with, and Chris Bernstorff, who kind of lives everywhere, and all these homies, um, and and let them be my heroes. Uh, yeah, they're the people doing the shit and and they're the people I want to be like <laughs> nice man it's crazy because I was going to ask who influences you and that was right yeah. then and there man sorry if I oh no 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 it's all good with uh, the summer coming on and since we're almost halfway through yeah. uh, what's the rest of your summer plans look like um this week's a little crazy <laughs> specifically we've got a couple shows this week we've got one tonight one of the 7th I'm throwing carnival uh, big let's let's talk let's talk about a little bit about that the carnival show yeah yeah we've got <laughs> a uh, DIY carnival going on at our house we're gonna have face painters that don't know how to paint we're gonna have bobbing for apples out of these big rubbermaid tubs uh, we've got shitty mu- magicians coming um, as long as a huge multi-genre bill uh, garden club is playing a local rapper called no scope is playing um, an emo band, uh, two emo bands, both from Pittsburgh, Commander Salamander and Short Fictions are playing. Um, it's going to be awesome. It's, it's just going to be a fun time. That's all in our basement in our front yard. So that's on the 7th. That'll be done and gone by the time this is out. But we have a lot more of that stuff coming on this summer. Um, I think we probably have a dozen more before the end of August. And, uh... After that, we've got we've got a tour in August. Uh, Garden Club's going on tour with a band called Witch Hazel, and also Chloe Jacobson uh, from Lawrence and from here in town. Uh, and I'm working on writing grants to start a 150 cap venue by next year. So that's, that's exciting. That's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, man. What what an adventure! And with your background, knowledge, and your experience, I'm sure that'll be taken care of pretty well. I really hope so. <laughs> Me too, man. I, I really hope. I really hope for like another venue here in the city where people can be themselves and be real. Yeah, literally. Uh, accessibility of music is so important. Um, it's important that people are able to access this shit. It's important that people know about this shit. Um, it's not important that people are involved. If you don't want to be involved, you don't have to be. But it's important that people are able to be involved if they want to be. Um, this entire community is self-sustaining but not in a way that makes it a bubble um we're we're able to record our friends uh, have our friends master our recordings uh have our friends come out to the shows that we throw in our basement um do all of this truly with our friends uh but the minute that becomes a bubble the minute it, it loses all worth so we're yeah we're, we're really excited for what way more opportunities that we could have uh with this new venue um that's still very much in the beginning stages uh having a space that just is in our house opens up a lot of uh studio opportunity um just just a lot of opportunity 
So we're yeah, we're really excited. And uh, where can we check out what's going on? Um, yeah, on uh, Ivy League DIY is what we do a lot of this under. A lot of the bands that I manage are uh, on that label, releasing records through that label. Um, and also that's what I book shows under. Um, we're on Instagram just as Ivy League DIY and Twitter as Yale, but uh, with four A's. <laughs> it's not a very uh, good handle to tell people, but it's funny when you see it. So. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Uh, last question. Yeah. A hundred years have passed. Yeah. Artifacts are found about you, Grayson. What would you want those artifacts to say? Uh, or B. Ooh, or you. Or B. Or like, like if it's not written about you, what what would they find that, you know, would portray you a hundred years later? What they're going to find is a hams can full of piss. Um, I hope they find a notebook where I said something cool. Uh, but but yeah it's gonna be a hams can full of piss for sure <laughs> that's awesome man well i appreciate your time we're here at blip street wave season four it started let's get this party going and we out <laughs>